And in today's show, I'll be reacting to week 10 of fantasy football in 2022 and previewing the week 11 waiver wire. We've got news to talk about injuries, doing the reactions to the PPR scoring leaders from the week, and then giving you my top five waiver wire picks that are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues prior to Monday night football. And guys, it's a stacked waiver wire this week. Like this is the one week where you really got to make those claims because these top five guys are all must-haves in fantasy football. There are like at least like three of these, maybe even more, or like four of these arguably that can be stars for your fantasy team, maybe even all five. That's how good the waiver wire looks this week. There's guys with tons of upside. There's guys who have been performing for weeks and they're rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues. So they're available in the majority, 60% or more of your fantasy football leagues. So you should go out and look for these guys because they are are widely available and they're worth a pickup for sure so the waiver wires are loaded it's going to be a great show for today as always be sure to follow on twitter at calvin underscore sgf at sgf pod for the podcast technical fantasy at gmail.com is where you can send emails check out those start sit threads i do on twitter every sunday i've been getting lots of questions in them once again another strong week of questions for the third week in a row so that means i'm going to keep and so with all of that let's get into it we got reactions waiver wire and news but let's start with the news and the injuries from the week all right so the injuries for fantasy football in week 10 notable injuries from sunday's game zach Ertz out for the year and what's so shocking about like my waiver wire list is that trey mcbride did not even make my top five on the waiver wire he's probably around number six there but so he's even worth a pickup but he's i'm just going to mention him now because he's not even on my waiver wire list that's how stacked the waiver wires this week but Ertz out for the year of course this is going to hurt the cardinals offense but trey mcbride who was a high draft pick for them this year could potentially be really good um jerry judy the broncos apparently dodged a bullet but he's injured so there may be more reliance on additional targets um in like Cortland sutton kj hamler in this offense khalil herbert got injured so this may help david montgomery's stock a little bit cooper cup unlikely to play in week 11 it looks like there's no timetable yet but i mean i don't think he's like out for the year necessarily or anything like that at the moment and then leonard fournette got injured did not return to the game has a hit pointer and will be evaluated further so i'll be talking about his backup in waiver wire in just a bit so that's all the injuries. Let's jump into reactions. So reacting the PPR scoring leaders from the week, of course, and the quarterback one for the second week in a row is Justin Fields. He just casually dropped another 147 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. I don't know how this guy can do how he can run for so many yards, like despite like how he did it last week he didn't regress at all he looks like the best runner in football but he's a qb and he's incredible for fantasy football so he is a must start now in fantasy football leagues patrick mahomes quarterback too good to see no other quarterbacks really went like that crazy like he got a good game from tua and there were a bunch of quarterbacks who actually really like busted like the quarterback 24 was john wolford he only had 8.78 fantasy points so there were a lot of guys that busted notably justin herbert um, wasn't too great for you. He was at the quarterback 23, around 12 uh, fantasy points. Um, and then other than that, actually, I guess there weren't a ton of like relevant quarterbacks who busted, but there was like that weird gap where some guys weren't very good. Like PJ Walker wasn't great either. But um, other than that, it was kind of just a mediocre week for quarterbacks. Otherwise, most of them were kind of in that playable range, interestingly. 
So let's get into running backs. Welcome back, Jonathan Taylor, the RB1 on the week. Good to see. I really hope you held on to Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was never a guy you should have been selling low on in fantasy football this entire year. I've made some trades to go out and get him. I'm glad I did because now he's the RB1 back again, um, at least for this week. I mean, I'm not saying he's the best RB in fantasy anymore, but he is definitely an elite RB1 still in my eyes. Good to see James Conner get back out there. I, had, I think I had a couple people start him, so uh, good for you if you did. I had him in a couple leagues, too, so I'm glad he's producing for my fantasy teams that have really, really needed him as of late. Dalvin Cook Aaron, had a good game. Aaron Jones had a good game. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs. Interestingly, both Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert had good games with the Dolphins. This is no longer with the 49ers, but this seems to be like a trend that with if you're with Mike McDaniel and your name is Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert, you can have good weeks at the same time as your counterpart. And so both of them did really, really well. So they actually might be both worth starting. And it's I'm as much as a, of a Raheem Mostert truther as I am, I think Mostert's the better RB, and I think he will outperform Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson is still a guy that you should be rostering in fantasy football for sure. Like, I mean, he's absolutely worth a spot, and his production uh, has absolutely shown that. Um, so he should, of course, be rostered. I think he's already rostered in most fantasy leagues, though. Uh, wide receivers... Wide receiver one, C.D. Lamb, good to see against Green Bay that he had a massive game, so that makes you pretty happy. The C.D. Lamb breakout truther is happy now, finally in week 10. Justin Jefferson had a ridiculously good game against Buffalo. He had, like, maybe the catch of the year and with, like, this, like, one-armed play that he, like, wrestled away from the defender. It was pretty incredible. And, guys, this wide receiver three, and I tweeted about this on Twitter, unbelievable, the fact that I hyped him up all offseason sat through his injuries and his poor play and his drops all off season. Finally cut him everywhere, including in the Scott Fishbowl, which dang, it's not like I could use some wide receivers in Scott Fishbowl. Oh wait, it is because I have no receivers like outside of Devonte Adams and my team's doing terrible. And I needed rookies like this to like, go crazy, which is why I hate myself for dropping Christian Watson for like some random guy, just because I thought Christian Watson wasn't going to be startable for the rest of the year. Christian Watson was now the wide receiver three in fantasy with three touchdowns and 107 yards. And this was in full PPR. He did this with four catches he went off I really hope you weren't as stupid as me and I hope you only took my advice in the preseason and I hope you didn't go and decide and drop him because I was definitely dead wrong about dropping Christian Watson in all of my redraft leagues and I should have stayed on the train where I said I should have told you guys to keep him and I never said anything about it because I'd given up but now look oh man he went crazy he should be rostered we'll talk about him in waiver wire Christian Kirk um you know, did really, really well as well against Kansas City. This is actually, it was, I think he's going to be good in games like this where the uh, Jaguars have to pass a lot. Nick Westbrook Akine had his like one weird, really good game where he just like pops off once per year. Um, with Traylon Burks back, I don't know if I expect that to continue. Adams was good. Diggs was good. Amon Ross St. Brown was good. I realized we forgot to talk about busts with RBs. I think I sometimes skip over that from time to time. So I'll do RB busts and then wide receiver busts. Um, busted the RB position. Naheem Hines did nothing. Chase Edmonds, Cam Akers, they all did like absolute zilch for your fantasy team. Cordero Patterson coming off of a really good week, like strangely just did not get work. That was a strange Thursday night game that we saw. Kyron Williams wasn't great, but it was good to see him actually get some work. Um, for the first time coming off his injury, especially in the passing game. So a guy to keep an eye on and maybe roster, like that's yet another guy you could potentially pick up. DeAndre Swift hasn't quite gotten it going yet either, unfortunately. So let's look now at wide receiver busts because we just went through, of course, the wide receiver booms of the week. 
Um, Wandale Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster only had a couple catches. He came down. He's been fantastic. You should still start him, but he came back down in a big way. Um, and Amari Cooper wasn't great. Chris Olave just was disappointing. I think he's going to have that get right game soon, but against Pittsburgh, he really, really looked like he was going to go crazy. So it was unfortunate. And then Debo Samuel didn't do too much either. Let's look at tight ends. The tight end one on the week. Another guy who I, I forget if I actually dropped him in a league, but I've, I know if he's been on and off of my rosters, I do at least have this guy in a couple of leagues. So it was some consolation. Cole Komet caught a couple touchdowns. Don't know if he's going to be so reliable going forward because this is his first crazy game all season. But again, he got to watch out for on the waiver wire. Travis Kelsey was great. Dalton Schultz was actually really good. It was I was disappointed in the afternoon games because I told someone to sit commit for Dalton Schultz and it looked brutally bad. And I think it was PPR. Yeah, it was PPR, but then Schultz came within six of him anyway. So 17.4 versus 23.4. I didn't look quite as stupid. So Schultz still had a good game, which was good to see. Schultz is finally getting back on track and showing why you picked him with the high draft capital that you probably did, which is good for my SFB team. And I hope, I think I started in this week. I think in SFB, I actually had a good week. Um, for some reason, like I, I, when I have nine fantasy leagues, sometimes I miss like a player in my lineup being out. So I forgot to take out Russell Gage and I have Brian Robinson going. So I don't know how he did. Cause this is being recorded before that episode, but I still ended up doing, um, per, I, I think I still ended up doing safely above the league average. So my team's at least getting somewhat on track. Um, TJ Hawkinson, Foster Moreau, Tyler Higby has some solid weeks. Interestingly, bus Kyle Pitts. This is a weekly announcement. That if you're he keeps getting targets, it's just not happening for him. Um, Robert Tunyon was really bad. Greg Dulcich was bad. I mean, he's been on the waivers for waiver wire talk for a couple weeks and he just didn't do anything. Most tight ends are just so inconsistent like that, just in general. Like as you see, George Kittle had one catch, so you know how it goes. So let's get into waiver wire before we wrap up the show. It's the best waiver wire of the year because the top guy here is Rashad White. 22 carries on Sunday. Better get him if Fournette isn't playing. And even if he is, we saw White start this week. And he was good. He looked solid. So a guy to watch out for. We could be seeing the breakout. Obviously, Christian Watson. If you eat Romeo Dubs might be out for a little bit longer. So if you even have a shot at getting the wide receiver one in Green Bay, you should go for it. Cole Komet. Number three on this list, of course, a couple touchdowns. If you need tight end help, go get him. Donovan Peoples-Jones has had some games, like three games in a row with some big targets and making big plays. And despite not really getting touchdowns, he's still been good with Jacoby Brissett. So that is very, very, uh, that's very, very pleasing. And then Traylon Burks coming off of injury. He only had three catches, but I think we're going to see him have a significant role the rest of the season. He's a guy I really, really like. I'm not going to make that mistake anymore where I like tell you to drop a guy like him because he was a guy was a truth or four preseason now that he's back from injury he's going to be great i think he's really good for you a good sneaky pickup for the playoffs that's available pretty widely so that wraps up the show thank you all for tuning in follow on twitter at calvin underscore sgf at sgf pod second goal fantasy at gmail.com is where you can send your emails that is all for the show today so thank you guys for tuning in be sure to check out the show on thursday as well start sit threads on sunday also and i'll see you guys next time